Good morning and happy Sabbath, church family. I'm so excited to be able to have the opportunity to be here with you guys today and just share a message that I just feel God has really placed on my heart just to share with you all. So as uh, with Pastor Jeff, you got to know a little bit about me already. I'm Abigail Niemeyer, and I have recently just graduated from FLA and am planning on attending Southern in the fall. And I'm a proud church member here of 18 years, so my whole life, and I love it here, and do plan to come back and visit um, as much as I can. So um, briefly mentioned earlier, we had uh, just talked about that as a church, we are moving our focus and our theme into this question of why I follow Jesus. And so I'm just very excited to share with you all on this topic of how this why kind of started to move into this how into my own life and how I follow Jesus. And so um, after I go ahead and open us up with a word of prayer, I'm just gonna um, go ahead and get into that with you all and share just the message that God has placed on my heart. So please bow your heads with me as we open with prayer. Lord God, I thank you so much for this opportunity and for this time. It is such an amazing just opportunity to be able to speak, Lord, and just to share uh, what you have just given me to say. And I pray now, God, that it is not my words that come out of my mouth or that move people, Jesus, but that is your grace, your spirit within me that speaks through me and moves through me. So I thank you, Lord God, again for this amazing time and pray just a blessing over each of the hearts listening that you be here with us, God. You just work within each of our hearts, Lord, and speak to each of us today. In your name I pray this, Lord. Amen. So um, as I had briefly mentioned, I will be speaking on kind of this idea of how I follow Jesus. So as I was praying about just what to speak on today and just this whole kind of idea of why I follow Jesus, um, I started to think of words such as hope and purpose and guidance. And this why started to transfer into this how of how I walk through my everyday walk with him. And I'll get into a little bit of that in a second, but I really wanted to share a message with you guys that was very relevant to where we are as a world, as a community, as a church, and even in our own lives with this pandemic that we are dealing with of COVID-19. And this message also came out of a place that was very relevant to the place where I am in my own life of graduating high school and just transitioning into college and just seeking this calling and this purpose in life. And so I can remember when all this pandemic stuff started to hit, I'm sure you guys do as well, of when quarantine started and all this stuff. And, you know, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, the end of time, all these end events, like Jesus is coming and stuff. And I know for my family, I think it's around Matthew 26 or something, it talks about the end time events. And we opened that up and started looking through that together. And I can just remember these feelings and these questions just relating to just our purpose on this earth and why am I here, you know? Like, and I feel like I just keep walking through life like this is all that I'm gonna ever know. And I keep preparing for this life and seeking a purpose in this life like this is all I'm gonna ever see and ever know. And I know that us as a church family, us as we call each other and ourselves believers in Jesus, we have this hope for heaven, this hope of a second coming. And I solely believe in that and I hope you do too. And so I just start thinking through that and it's starts to change the way that you walk through life. This, it starts to change the way that you approach your relationships, your interactions, even your struggles and your very circumstances. When you start to look through the lens of life through an eternal perspective and preparing for life, not only while it's here, but also preparing and knowing that we have a hope for heaven and that we are not going to be on this earth forever. 
And so I know and I have, I just, I have this feeling that a lot of us get stuck in just the mindset that this is all that we're going to ever know. We're just, we kind of get stuck in this loop of preparing for earth, preparing for this, preparing for that. And we kind of forget that, oh my goodness, like this, this is not just what we're going to know. We have a hope for heaven. And so what I'm going to be sharing with you all today are just three different points and concepts that God has just been showing and just revealing to me on how do we walk through this time of waiting and how do we walk through this time in preparation for his coming and live through this time that we have on earth. And that is why I have titled the message that I'll be sharing with you all today called The Call to Life in the Waiting. So I'm very excited to share just what God has put on my heart and what he is still um, in this moment teaching me. And so I just wanted to share that all with you. And so the first just point and concept that is so powerful and just transforming is the concept of intimacy and oneness with God. And I can remember when I first started studying this and first started reading through this and I was listening to a podcast, I'm sure some of you are familiar with Joyce Meyer and she had been talking about intimacy, excuse me, intimacy and oneness with God and just how it transforms your life. And so I, I started to pray on it more and just dig into it a little. And basically it's this concept of just opening his word to know him, to develop an intimate oneness with him and a knowing of him, his voice, his character, his love, how he works and how he speaks to us. And it's truly just one of the most transforming things that you can experience. And, you know, a lot of times I... I feel like sometimes we get stuck in viewing our walk with God as just rules and guidelines and doctrines and things like that. And I believe those are so important and God gave us those for a reason. And I like to, I know Pastor Jeff actually spoke on this analogy a while ago about sheep in a pen and how they're kind of like those, you know how like a sheep pen has like the fences or whatever and it's kind of, he gives us it to guide us along on our walk with him. But I feel like it just, it doesn't become what he intended it to be when that's all we focus on is I have to do this and I have to follow this and I have to follow that. He so deeply longs for an intimate walk, an intimate relationship with each of us. And so the first text I just want to open up and read with you all is found in John 10. And it's John 10, 3 through 4 and 14. I'm just going to open up here. And if you guys have it at home, you can read it as well. And it says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. And I'm going to skip um, partly down to verse 14 here. It's actually after he starts clarifying what he literally means here by this analogy to the Pharisees because they're still not getting the point of what he's saying. And uh, verse 14 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And this verse, I think, just speaks so much power on the concept of what it is like to listen and hear the voice of God and what it is like to know him and to follow him. And I love this analogy, the shepherd and the sheep and we are the sheep. And there's a couple of things I just want to point out in this verse that just really stood out to me is that he says, I call them by name and I lead them out and he and I go on ahead of them. So he goes on ahead of us and makes a way and calls us by our name, by our name, not just, oh, you little sheep over there, come here. It's Abby, I have called you. Sally Smith, or I have called you. Or fill in your name there. And I love it. And he explains that I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. 
And sometimes I think we get so frustrated with this idea that I can't hear God or I'm not sure which one it is. And the truth is he's always speaking. God is always speaking. It's just that concept that we may not be as familiar with his voice as we think we are. Are we actually taking the time to open his word and just pray the prayer? Not, oh, I'm going to try and interpret this so I can make it relevant to my life, but God, what are you speaking to me through these very words that I have right here? How are you calling me to apply this to my life? What are you speaking to me through this? And and through that, through that intimate knowing of him, become recognizing with his voice and know him and his calling with you. And so that's just a really powerful and just transformative verse I just, I wanted to bring to you all in this concept of intimacy with oneness. And I know for me, it's just really changed the way that I approach a walk with him, a journey with him through this life. And he's still showing me and growing me on this, but it's just, I can't tell you how powerful it is and, and just how wonderful it is and, and how it works in your very life. And so the next point I'd just like to bring to you guys is another super powerful one that he has been showing me and been growing in me. And it's this, this idea of coming as you are in your brokenness and in your imperfections to be made whole in him. And through that, develop a reliance on him and put all you that you are and all your strength in him. So I'm going to elaborate on this a little and just walk you all through it and just what I mean by that phrase. And for me, Throughout all of high school, I can remember just really struggling with this idea of perfectionism and wanting to be perfect and wanting to have everything together. And just even in my own walk with God, I just wanted to have myself together and approaching him and that in order to experience his fullness and his grace and his love, I had to have myself put together. I had to have myself a certain way even before I approach him. And boy, can I just tell you that can't be farther from the truth. And it really, that whole idea just started come, coming from an area of just comparing myself to others and trying to be perfect all the time and just being jealous because I didn't have these certain traits or these certain skill sets. And I can just remember one day in my room, I was sitting in my desk chair and there aren't many times where I can say, oh my goodness, I just, I really heard God speaking to me straight there. But it's like in my heart of hearts and that still small voice, I heard him tell me this very phrase. And he said, Abby, come as you are. Just come as you are to me. In your brokenness, in your imperfections, in your struggles, in everything that you are, bring it to me. And it's a powerful thing when you yourself admit that on your own, you are broken and perfect. But I want to encourage you today to let that be the very thing that draws you to be made whole in him. And I want to share with you a very great verse that talks about just the concept of being made new, being made whole, and being renewed in Him. And, and I'm sure you all are very familiar with the verse, and it's 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17. And it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. When we choose to come to Him, come to Him in all that we are, in our brokenness, in our struggles, we are made new in his presence, in his glory, in his mercy, in his grace, we are made new. And I think something that pairs along so well with that, and I remember when I was just praying about this and putting these points together, I actually not even thought of what I'm about to share with you, but I felt God kind of leading it in this direction. And it's the concept of when you choose to place yourself in him and, and be made new in him, you're choosing to um, 
place your strength in him and you're choosing to place all that you are in him. And it's kind of this I concept that I feel like develops when we start to say, you know, I don't need God to be perfect or I don't need God to even do this or this or this. It's I have it. I, by my own power, can do whatever I need to do. And that is not what he calls us to. He does not say, and I'm going to share a verse with you guys that we so commonly hear. It's a very common one. And um, it's Philippians 4 verses 13. And it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now, it does not say that I can do all things through myself when I have confidence and when I can do this and this and this, but it's this aspect of when you start to admit and start to come to that place of surrender and say, Lord, in my brokenness, I come to you to be made whole and made new. And that aspect that it, it just so clearly kind of transfers over into this reliance in him, just the clinging to him, the clinging to his strength to say, God, it is in you that I, I am what I am. You know, Second, First uh, Corinthians says that verse, um, it is not me, but the grace of God within me. It's one of my favorite verses to cling on to. And anyways, I just want to encourage you guys that today and just encourage you that it is not you that can discover even this idea of a call or purpose, which I'm going to speak on in a second. It's not you that he can, can find it on your own. It is God in you. It is him in us leading us and revealing this truth to us. So I just want to encourage you that you come to that place of surrender and that place of just realizing that it is in him we are made alive. It is in him we are made new and it is in him we draw strength and we find the clarity, our purpose, and our call to move forward in this life that we have here on earth. And so that brings us into um, our, our last point together. That just, it's one of the most profound yet simple yet just amazing points. I love talking about this, but it's the idea of a calling and a purpose on your life. And so I'm not going to stay, stand or sit here and just give you guys a point by point, bam, bam, bam. After you leave here, you're gonna know exactly what your calling is. You're gonna know exactly what your purpose is. And this is, this is how you're gonna move forward. But what I do wanna share with you is something that God has been showing me as I am pursuing that call and pursuing um, just finding that purpose in my own life. And I want to give you guys a place just to begin and root yourself in as you move forward in that as well. Whatever point you are in, whether it be not even thinking about what a call is, what a purpose is, whether you're just struggling through it, or whether you are very clear on where God is leading you and pursuing you. Um, I just want to share with you an amazing verse just to stay rooted in and to help just build you and move you forward. And that is found in Galatians 4, verses 6 through 7. And it's one of my favorites, so powerful. And it says, Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the, spir the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. And that, ver like, my goodness, that should just blow you away. I mean, every time I read it, I'm like, goosebumps. But <laughs> answering these questions, calling and purpose, so typically revolves around answering these questions, such as, who am I? What was I made to do? Uh, what are my gifts? And all those different questions. And I just, I want to encourage you first and foremost 
to let that be led by his spirit only. And this verse says that because you are his sons, because you are his daughters, he has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. We have his Holy Spirit in us. He has given that to us. And you will, that phrase is said over and over, over again in the Bible. And when answering these questions such as who am I, um, Jesus here, or Paul here is writing and he says that you are his son, you are his daughter, and because of that, you are an heir to the kingdom of God. You are an heir to his throne. And when you start accepting that, letting that just kind of settle in your head, it's kind of insane, right? That we have the God of the universe, the God of heavens and earth, literally calling you his daughter, his son. And he's saying, you are mine. And I have I have given you, uh, given you my kingdom. You are an heir to the kingdom of God. And that just transforms how you start to see yourself and how you start to walk through life because, you know, it's, it's this insane power that comes with believing that. And there is one thing I can tell you guys. It's that Satan does not want you to know that. He does not want you to realize the power you have in claiming that you are a son and a daughter of God. Because he knows that when you start to apply these different concepts that we've just talked about of just developing an intimacy with God, a oneness with him, and a complete surrender of all that you are to be made whole in him, crazy things start to happen. And, you know, we talked a little about, bit about like opening the word of God and just um, letting that time just speak to you and the one thing that just, it blew me away, I heard this once, and if it's so hard for us sometimes to every day just open the word of God and let it speak to us, why do you think Satan fights us so much on it? Why do you think he makes it so hard for us to come to him every day and put so much distractions? Because he knows what happens when we start to do that and we start to claim this power and develop this relationship and this walk. Crazy things happen. It's absolutely transformative, absolutely powerful. And I just, I love it, I love it, I love it. And um, so I just want to encourage you guys with that concept of remembering who you are in him and letting that build you and fuel you and build a foundation as you either continue to walk in your call or start to pursue it and ask yourself the question of what does this purpose look like in my life? And talking about calling a purpose, I wanted to bring to you guys um, just a point to inspire you on what I feel he has called each of us to do regardless. And it's found in Matthew 22, 37 through 40. And I'm sure you guys have heard it too. The heading on this section is the greatest commandment. And it says this, it says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. I love it here because Jesus himself is literally telling you the greatest commandment ever, 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 to love the Lord your God with all that you are, with every fiber of your being, with every action, with every circumstance, with all that you are, let it bring glory to him. And I just, I wanted to share that with you because even if you are unfamiliar with your calling or just, or even praying on it or you already know it, it's just such a powerful thing to remember what it's rooted around. It's rooted around love God and love people. 
through pursuing an intimate walk with him, through loving him and glorifying, letting all that you are glorifying him, you draw others to him in the process and you're reaching out and ministering to others and serving others in the process. I just wanna encourage you with that today and remind you uh, just the nature of our very God, the nature of what he calls us to in life, regardless of what it is, the nature of the purpose of why we're here. And I think it's just beautifully summed up and I love looking back at this verse just to remind me that even when I get confused and I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't even know where, <laughs> where to go or how to move forward. I just read this and he says, love me with all that you are. Love me with how you eat, sleep, whatever you do, let it glorify me. And love those around you in a selfless way and that it draws them to me in the process. And so it's a beautiful concept and I just, I pray that what I'm sharing with you today just encourages you and empowers you just to move forward. And for, you know, for me, if I'm gonna be very transparent with you, I'm still in that process of the pursuing, uh, in that process of the seeking my call and my purpose. But what I can tell you is that through that and through that seeking, I am still seeking a oneness with him every day. I'm still seeking what it means to be in, have an intimate relationship with him that only me and him can experience together. And I'm still every day coming to that place of surrender and saying by myself, I am nothing but with you, I am made whole and I am made new. And I'm still at that place where, and still coming to that place of God, I, I recognize that I may not see it so clearly now, but I know you are calling me to love you with all that I am. And I know that you are calling me to love others selflessly. And so it's just a powerful thing. And I pray that it just so encourages you and that even through that process, you still start to pursue just some of the concepts that I have presented to you and some of just those ideas and start to apply them in your walk with him. And so again, like I said before, I just, I pray it encourages you. And in closing, I just, I want to leave you all with a challenge. I want to leave you in a place that maybe it's a little uncomfortable, maybe it's just, it's kind of challenging to you, but I do not want you to stay in a place of complacency. Like we are living a life that it is all that we will ever come to know. Because it is not. In claiming that we are a follower of Jesus and believer in him, we are claiming that we believe in this second coming. We are saying, I believe he is coming soon. So let's start letting our life be a glorification to him, every aspect of it. Let's start living this, this, this whole topic of the call to life and the waiting. How is he calling me to live? I challenge you to do more than just listen and just say, man, you know, that's a great verse. I love this. That's so awesome. But let's start, stop listening and start applying it. Let's start doing that process of just every single day just growing the discipline to open the word and say, God, what are you speaking to me through this? How are you speaking to me today through this? And let's apply these, these concepts that I had mentioned of the intimacy and oneness with him, the reliance on him, surrendering in him, and the purpose-driven life that he has called each of us to. It's a powerful thing. And so in this stillness, I know um, we're starting tr to transition, excuse me, into our facing out periods, you know, um, but I still do know we have a lot more time than we used to of this stillness. We have a lot more time of, you know, all these events are canceled, these big gatherings are canceled. So let's use this time wisely and just use this time to sit and to pray on these very things of Lord, how can I become 
and walk in a more intimate way with you and a more knowing of you, Lord. And Lord, how can I today surrender more than I did yesterday? And how today can I submit all that I am and just rely on you and your strength? And how are you calling that, calling me to walk in that today and just to transform how I approach this very thing called life around me? And so I hope that that just um, inspires each of you and challenges you and um, in a way that you may have not been in a while and either challenges you or or inspires you to keep moving forward in that if you already are. And um, I just, I'm so excited to have this opportunity to be with you guys today and just to share a little bit of uh, just what God has been placing on my heart, how he has been teaching me to walk through life, just to walk with him, especially in this preparation for his coming, in this preparation, this time that we call living in the waiting. And so if you guys would go ahead and bow your heads with me, I'd just like to close this out and wrap us up in a word of prayer. Father God, thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for just these concepts, for the just the art, the beauty of just you desiring an intimate walk with us. How great is it that a God like you, Lord, the creator of the universe, so desires to have this intimacy and this oneness with us, Lord. It's such a beautiful thing. And I pray that you inspire us, Lord, today, that you challenge us and send your Holy Spirit with us. Make us uncomfortable, Lord, than we have before in our walk with you. And just challenge us, Lord, to to develop that discipline of what it means to open your word and what it means to sit and be still in your presence in order that you might renew us and make us new in you and just make us whole in who you are. Lord, continue to reveal to us just the calling and the purpose that you have placed on each of our lives, Lord. And as we pursue that, we remember who you have called us to be, who you you say we are, Lord. We are a child of you and what you have called us in our everyday walk to do, to love you, Lord, with all that we are and to love people selflessly. I thank you so much again, God, for this opportunity and for the promises that you have given us and that we've just been able to read through together today. I pray that you just keep them on our hearts, Lord, write them on our hearts and help us to walk in them and claim them every single day that we are here, God. I thank you, Lord, again for this opportunity and pray that you just walk with us and go with us now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray and ask all this. Amen.